0: Attention everybody, this is gonna be pretty gross. Uh, but you know it's not gonna be gross after today. Your balls. That is right. Cause bad anime is still supported by a manscape. Use our code bad20. That's B-A-D 20 at checkout for 20% off. Anything at the Manscaped store, we would really appreciate it over here. Thank you all for supporting the podcast. And now let's talk about some gross ass stuff. Uh oh god. It's bad. Fuck. Hello everybody. My name is John and my name is Rob. And this is Bad Anime. The show where we decide is, is this, this anime, anime bad? bad um or traumatizing. Uh <laughs> 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 um we to pull back the curtain a little bit. We 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 haven't really talked about this one before we uh, got on air. Um and I'm proud because of, of doing reasons. so. Yeah, me too. Me too. There are a lot of things that we could have spoken about, but we just decided not to. uh, But without saying that we decided not to to each other, we just kind of went our separate ways and then came here uh, to just do the thing. To be fair, if
1: we were to say anything, I think the only thing I would have said is, ah! (laughs)
0: Like that blood-curdling scream at the the last 30 seconds of this this, uh, entire movie? Yes, I, I feel the same way. Oh, God. Yeah, that was powerful, wasn't it? It was it was weirdly powerful when I when I didn't think that I could be swayed anymore, um, but anyways everybody this is uh, Midori uh, or Shoujo Subaki. Yeah, there's a couple um, different alternate titles here. Yeah, a couple different ones, uh, but we're specifically talking about the uh, movie. Uh, the or the semi-animated, as it's called, uh, which makes a lot of sense, actually, uh, film. Yeah, when I saw out.
1: that, I thought, okay, that's pretty weird. What, we, what are we getting here? Then I saw mm. the actual film itself. I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Why they I, call it a semi-animated film. I totally understood why. <laughs> I kind of want to call certain episodes of Evangelion semi-animated films.
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: I thought the <laughs> same thing. Like When those scenes happened that were semi-animated, quote, unquote, I, I thought the same thing. I don't know. Just go to, guy and, uh, go to Guy and Hideaki Anno coming together. It's like, hey, let's just make every kid really sad. <laughs> and that is what we got this time around. Uh, we are
0: specifically going to be talking about, um, as, as we said, Midori Shojo Tsubaki. But uh, the 1992 semi-animated film um, came out in 92 in Japan. And uh, in '94, there was a censored version of the movie that came out, which clocks in at approximately 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> be- <laughs> I'm lying about that. There's no there's no actual 15 minute censored version, but there is a censored version, which
1: I imagine would be very short, very uh, given short, the I contents of this movie. I'm kind of, of, of wondering this, if uh, we movie. actually watched the censored version because I've heard read somewhere that um, there's a version of this that's like that's like 56 minutes. And the oh, thing, really? What we just watched was. Well, take out the outro credits, it was like 45. Yeah,
0: yeah, about 45,
1: I'd so say. So with official runtime of like 48, mm-hmm. but, but still, um, which led me to think, I'm like, oh God, if this is the censored version, what I, what eight minutes did they
0: cut? I don't even know what, what I could expect from an uncensored version. and Because I, that's
1: I, what happened when I was watching this, you know, of course, Violence Jack vibes, obviously, from the right, time okay. frame and yes. like massive censorship. I'm like, okay. Yes. Time to play spot the censorship. I was having a hard time with that because there was a lot that wasn't censored here. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of what we saw was uh horrifying yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah.
0: Good. And I'm just learning
1: that word. hard good anime, word. um, in particular, when it's from the mid 90s, it gets me. Like it actually creeps me out when it's from that time frame. Something about like the hand drawn stuff from the nineties when it's very rough and you know spotty and gross it adds to the horror for me personally
0: I fully agree Uh, I thought this um, if it was animated like a 2020 anime or 2023 now anime it would not be nearly as frightening. And I I feel the same way, I feel weirdly the same way about black and white movies versus uh, color movies. Oh, right, Um, yeah, yeah. I think black and white movies have that moodiness and have that darkness, especially horror movies that scare me a little bit more than a movie with like insane production value and like all the blood and all the gore and stuff like that. I think this is a very similar trajectory to that where the style that this was done in was just so blood curdlingly
1: horrifying. Well, here's the thing, actually, let me, it let me really ask It really contributed you some to how scary it was. Yeah, please. I'm gonna put some hairs here. Mm-hmm. Um, were you scared or unsettled? Were unsettled. You... Yeah, because here's the thing. Here, I wasn't yes. really scared by this. Someone was. I was actually laughing, but the entire time, my I, my stomach was upset. I'm just like, oh. Then again. I didn't exactly eat well this weekend, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but no. But a lot of this show I was like, Ugh. it it was a lot. Like, I felt and... it in my stomach because this was, to sum it up in one word, I'm not going to spoil my thoughts, but this is objectively gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gross. You know, this Disgusting. whole, I guess, I, I this was at least in theaters. I'm not going to call it an OVA, but even though it's OVA length, but uh, this film was gross. It, it was just icky and ew. Yep. And then It was we, a lot of gross elements. A lot of uh, gross. It started off bad. We meet cuz and actually I did a tiny bit of research on this and okay. So there's actually way more historical significance here, or sorry, not historical, mm. I call it cultural significance uh-huh. because of what a Shojo Subaki actually is. Mm. She's actually kind of a stock character, like a kind of a kind of like yes. a fair use stock character that they actually used in uh the Kamishibai which mm-hmm. is actually of older form of Japanese uh, storytelling where it it translates basically to paper theater okay so what it was bouncy imagine this imagine back in the day someone like in like 30s Japan like putting up like I don't know how to describe it exactly let's just call it like a podium with like a little screen not a screen but like a little slit on it where you can like okay like where everyone like focuses their vision mm-hmm Kind of like a puppet show. Oh, okay. But instead of yes. that, they would put like slides of paper with a, like an illustration on it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it'd be them narrating a story. Ah, uh-huh. yes. And telling you what happens in between the slides, and then dramatically throwing slides into the into like the uh, in the in the holder, for example. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was them telling these wild tales with these illustrations. Um, it kind of reminded me, like you could draw comparisons to. The 30s in America where they had sheet music where Mm -hmm. like that's how songs were bought back in the day. You didn't buy recordings. You bought sheet music and you performed the song. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminded me of this where you bought like the the illustrations and you put it into like the display thing. But it's up to your job to convey the story. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's an old form of Japanese entertainment. Very popular with the kids at the time. Um, The fact that this was probably shown to children uh, scares me. Yeah. yeah it does i hope this is more adult oriented in nature because a lot of bad things happened here Mm -hmm. um even even though our main character is a 12 year old girl and a fact that's kind of i almost wanted to forget it at points because what the hell she was put through a lot of the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you know so it it kind of the fact that this is you kind of get that feeling of kami shibai here because the way this is animated is sometimes there is no animation it'll yes. be a still image with dialogue and with dialogue. other sound effects going over it mm-hmm. so it's actually reminiscent of a narrator kind of telling the story mm-hmm. it's fully voice acted so it's not the same exact thing but yes. the spirit is still there
0: it really is i i when i was watching it i i more so saw it as a weirdly enough not an anime but a, a motion manga like a, a moving manga like oh you could like... definitely
1: you could definitely draw, draw a comparison to that because
0: it, it was very it was somewhere just... in between, honestly. Because A lot of some, stills, scenes, some yes. scenes
1: were fully animated, which was weird.
0: Right. They were. They were. And some scenes were stills that were grouped together. And I, I thought actually the stills part of it, especially when stills were kind of put back to back next to each other, I thought it actually helped not helped but i don't know about helped but okay it it actually kind of put you in the environment more so into the show and like into the characters kind of more feeling of like the atmosphere maybe yes i think it was more atmospheric that okay that's a good point uh, with the imagery um but you before we dive straight ahead straight into this and talk about the story and talk about what happened and all these things um so i picked this one yes you did um and The reason is because I put up a video on our Instagram uh, about redo of Healer right? um, that got quite a good amount of traction, and I turned off my Instagram notifications for a while because of that one. It was surprising because, first of all, I I didn't really think anybody really knew that much about redo of Healer, but either way, I put up this reel, and uh, a lot of the comments were, oh, like, you know, you think redo of Healer is bad, just check out uh Shojo subaki and akame got killed. and i was like oh and they said okay. some other ones too there were some others in there some which i'm, which we I'm sorting covered. through some comments we we have yes uh even school days came up and i was like school days and redo of healer are two very different like i i thought redo of healer was way worse than school days you but can't compare the two it's very different and people were like yeah i couldn't watch school days but loved redo of healer i was like who the fuck are you
1: but either way um <laughs> okay either you one of those people and you're listening send us an email dm us how, i want to talk how, to how how do you do that how i would is, w- how, love how, to know i want to know how your moral compass works and I'm, i would love to I'm, know i'm not trying to judge i'm genuinely intrigued but shoujo subaki uh or mm-hmm.
0: midori i guess is one of the shows or films that came up the most when people were talking about fucked up kind stuff, of yeah. near offensive fucked up anime medium stuff right and that came up a lot so I had to go on a bit of an adventure to find this, actually. It wasn't on YouTube. It wasn't on any uh, sites, necessarily. Any, like, Crunchyroll or anything like that. It, I, I had to, like, dig through a couple of a different dig. links in order to find it. And I sent you that version. And that version was, like, a very crudely subbed um, version of the show, which, as we said on the top... Across, thankfully. It may It did. It did. It, uh, as we said on the top, though, it may not have been the full uncensored version, but it, it did do a lot. And, boy, I think we can start here with what it did do because i think the first if we have to few scenes are pretty exemplary of what we would get throughout the entire show uh, of course yeah. i mean the show kind of opens up with or the movie film um, opens up with Midori getting home and she lives in uh Japan, obviously. And right. the family is very uh impoverished, it seems or very yeah, and poor. it looks like
1: it takes place pre World War Two. So let's go say like the twenties or thirties. It actually
0: so. is in uh, I, I remember one point in the subs that it talked about uh being the like the eighteen hundreds. I think it was the eighteen eighties or nineties or something. Okay, like so that.
1: sometime after the Meiji Restoration? Yeah, that makes sense. Yes,
0: sometime after that. Um. God. Wow. Well, look at us <laughs> talking Meiji restoration before World War One, World War Two. Damn. Damn. Pretty cool. Uh, you were very I, excited
1: I d- that I brought that up. I,
0: I was very. I'm. I'm such a history nerd. I love that. And I. <laughs> I, I. I was actually trying to see the history throughout this um, mm-hmm. film as well. And I think some points that I, I want to bring up later uh, kind of um, relate to. Um, Relations between Japan and China, relations between Japan and Japan uh, in that time period in like the nineteen hundred, early 1900s, late 1800s. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just thought there were some interesting comparisons to be drawn from this. But um, either way, we start very impoverished Midori and her mother and father. Her father, unexplained, mysteriously leaves. Yeah. um, And she comes home one day after meeting this random... guy who owns some kind of circus or yes, so like traveling
1: freak show yeah
0: yeah uh she comes home to find her mother uh dead uh from her disease uh right and uh being eaten by rats uh everywhere and well i, I gotta say everywhere. that scene
1: was genius because um she lifted the cover and found her mom being eaten. like she was talking to her mother in bed realizing there was no response lifted the cover that was on her with like like you know like the um the sheet or whatever and yeah, she was getting eaten, eaten alive by rats, and yep. it was gruesome.
0: Yeah, pretty pretty gruesome. So it gave you kind of a good uh, idea of what you were gonna get. Yeah, for the next it, it kicked 45 off forty five
1: minutes. What we're, we're, we're getting into,
0: and the the first part uh, blew by cr- pretty quickly. I, I thought. I, I remember getting about halfway through this movie and being like, "Oh, it's not over yet," because I really yeah. thought they really blew through a lot of the stuff pretty quickly. Um, oh yeah, and this, all those the pacing things. here was
1: pretty fast, especially in the beginning, because they very yeah. much sped up Midori getting kidnapped by the um, the clown folk, like these yeah. traveling, whatever well, you want to yeah, call them. Well,
0: yeah, she that guy that she met the day that she found her dead mother. Yeah, he was uh, he's the head or the accountant yeah. of this uh, traveling circus, traveling freak show, and he told her uh, if anything happens to you, you should come meet me here. Right. Um, which I I don't know what to think of that. Maybe he had something to do with her, but I I doubt it. But it was just very no explicit yeah. timing that uh, he right. was like, "Meet me if anything bad happens." She's like, oh, "Whatever, all right." And like, then cool. she something bad happens, so she decided to. I right, better go, go meet that guy. Meet that guy, uh, which is a, a horrible decision <laughs> that turned out very badly because she met that guy, right. and she also met the rest of the freak show, and sure, her uh, job and life then became traveling with the freak show. And uh, cleaning and sewing and doing various things for this traveling Various shop. odd jobs, yeah. Um, but it also included getting viciously sexually assaulted by all of the carnies. Yep. Um, all the time. Which uh, was pretty gruesome and pretty disgusting. And also... Yeah, it was kind of... Um, there was a lot
1: of taunting going on, to, to bring yeah. in more comparisons, a redo of Healer. She uh-huh. walks in on a couple people doing it. And one of them's like, "Yeah, Midori, get in here," and she's like, "No." Yeah. And then she ran. She ran away. Then unfortunately, it led to, It's hard to joke about this one because of like, especially it's the hard. early chapters. It's hard to joke about because of all the assault, physical, they, it, it all just happens, et I, Emotional abuse. You know,
0: I, I I remember the the first. Uh, it was done in like songs
1: or parts. Yeah, um, it, it was. It was kind of weird. Like not mm-hmm. weird. It was a kind of. It was a cool enough device. I'll give it credit. Where like they, they're like, yeah. hey, where they split it up into sections. And said like then they had title cards like saying hey this is the section you're in right now so that was kind of mm-hmm. neat if anything you yeah. know what I mean yeah
0: uh, and song I remember uh, the intro uh, the introduction to the whole thing where she finds her mom and stuff has like a specific title but the, mm. the next title uh, which was song number one uh, mm. when she joins the fairgrounds was uh, called patience and submission and uh, yeah. when I saw the title of that I just went oh here
1: we go exactly <laughs> here, no. my um here we go alarm bells started ringing in my head Mm -hmm. i was like all right all right you're recording later today wait to grab a beer then it'll be it'll be worth it it'll taste much better because you earned that one sailor
0: yeah yeah but the first that first section is really just just her getting abused mentally physically like everything under the sun by this group of carnies who uh one of them if we want to get a little specific one of them is like a contortionist one of them, like, eats snakes as her, like, job. Yeah. Uh, the other one just has no arms. Uh, I don't know yeah. what his gimmick is, but he just has no
1: arms. There's one big uh, one. Yeah, there's, like a big a strong bi- man.
0: there's a big boy with an ar- arm eye patch, and he's just, I don't know, strong. Uh, and then there's, like, a guy that doesn't have arms or legs, so he's, like, a caterpillar. So, I don't know. This They really, like... And the animation really amps all this stuff up. It's, yeah, like, it, a lot it, of body horror. morphing and yeah. body
1: horror, and um, that only comes more into play later and we're no strangers to body horror on this show we've covered a fair amount of things that are body horror and even still we went
0: Ew. i mean even x one had body horror but <laughs> this exactly one, this one was uh pretty pretty scary to look at to be honest pretty unsettling
1: it was gruesome and just i think it was never scary I maybe mean, it was sad and gross like um at one point um midori was taking care of some dog she found Oh, and, my and, God. Yeah, and then, like, I oh. know one, one of the freaks, like, the fire-spitting girl. Well, she— Oh, the—yes, the, the, the hermaphrodite. Yes, well, actually, I think it was just a Or dude. the boy dressed yeah. as a girl. Yeah, yeah, it was a boy who was dressed as a girl. We didn't know it was actually a boy this entire time. Um. But, yeah, no, she found the dogs, and then it's a very brutal scene where she where she kills all of them. Oh, she, sorry, he kills all of them. Yeah. And they eat—she they, they, she feeds the dogs in a stew to the rest of the carnies without them knowing. And Midori's just sobbing yep and at that time Barney was like about to come in my room and I'm like I, I'm mad now that this has to that I' had to yeah. watch this today
0: the, the dog scene I I think I'm that a big really dog hit. guy so yeah, you know it that really one hit just, home
1: that it just made me mad
0: yeah it was just very uh it, it was it was pretty pretty awful but you know I I mean what they did really in that first part was just really beat it into your head about how mm-hmm. horrible midori's life is yeah um and how just horrendous her life is i i feel like a, another big message of this uh, movie e, if we can get down to messages even but it, another right. message of it was i think you know if this could happen to anybody i feel like you know be be careful you know because yeah. there's some real evil in the world and there's some fucked up um, people it's a warning so maybe really yeah. got to watch out for yourself and uh, i think this did kind of enact as a warning in some spaces, but that, that real f- whole first part is just her experiencing trauma and loss continuously for just, uh, the first half of the entire the first half. film, pretty much. Oh, you're right, going. You're, you're right. It just keeps happening, but things get better. But when things get better, things no, just get they, worse.
1: Don't, yeah, no, you she know? marries like a 30 year old oh, little person.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. That, that, magi- so we'll enter the magician. The magician comes in. I think it's a song too, probably the second part. yeah, yeah. yeah. The magician comes in, and he's like a traveling magician, and he's very good at what he does. His big trick is uh, fitting himself into a small glass bottle and coming out of the small glass bottle again. Uh, so he starts bringing money to the fairgrounds. and Which the, they desperately need, yeah. Which they need, because they don't have money to buy food or anything. Um, so he's bringing in crowds. He's bringing in money. And he, st- he gets very taken with uh, Midori, uh, who... He's like, oh, you're really pretty. And Midori's like, oh, that's a little weird, but you're not trying to kill me or uh, anything else. So, yeah, all right. And they enter a relationship, and eventually they uh, get married. Uh, even yeah, and this I is shown through a
1: about lot of 12. very artistic sequences where it's the two of them and, like, a giant bed of flowers. Yeah. At one like point, both of their heads are on bodies of dragonflies, and they're kissing in the sky. Oh, yeah. And I'm like... Okay, we're going into metaphor town, even though we just saw the explicit assault. What's going? Anyway.
0: Yeah. But I, I think it, it, it all kind of added up a little bit because the magician... It added come up, yeah, but it's out, just
1: like a weird um, directorial choice, you know what I mean? It,
0: it was a weird choice. I, I, I think I eventually kind of thought back and was like, okay, I, that stuff makes a little more sense because this magician guy can kind of bend reality he's also called like a dwarf by a lot of people but he can like bend reality right and he could do some weird things mentally to people uh as we'll get to i'm sure but uh so they start their relationship and since the magician is like he's he's a scary motherfucker to be honest he's like yep Everybody in the fairgrounds doesn't want to deal with him because he can just make their life a living hell. He's also bringing in the most money. So they stop bothering Midori, essentially, because whenever they do bother Midori, uh, there's, this magician comes He's like, lay your hands in. off my
1: child wife.
0: Oh, and he just does some crazy-ass, like, he makes them have visions that Midori is, like, a... a 65 foot tall monster and they're all getting crushed by her and then once they all have that vision they're like all right we're not fucking with her anymore <laughs> like yeah, it's, all right we're gonna
1: we're gonna slow down here
0: let's not do that and uh throughout that so midori gets closer to the magician obviously like they're married and stuff and uh it, it just becomes very uh weird at a point because even weirder than it's been because i i think the the turning point of things happens when the guy with no arms uh, who's like all bandaged up uh right tries to talk to midori and he's like oh hey midori like i'm really sorry for everything i've done including sexually assault you numerous times but Um, like i love you yeah what was that what do you mean you love what do you what i i I didn't i I didn't
1: i didn't get the impression he actually cared the impression i got that he was like he wanted to maintain control over
0: Oh, I see. Okay. So
1: he tried to pull right. the I love you card to regain okay. control of her from this one. Because afterwards, he made it clear like Midori is mine. It's a mm-hmm. it was a plea to control her. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a good I didn't, that's a good shout.
1: Yeah. I didn't I didn't buy his actual love. And next thing you know, it was like the image of him in quicksand or well, he actually was in quicksand. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And next thing you know, he's like drowning in quicks- like quicksand getting eaten alive by a bunch of ants in the quicksand. Um, The magician appears as the guy drowning. It's like, give me your hand. Help yourself. It's like...
0: Yeah. <sighs> Translation, give me a like, hand here. In the real world, he ended up eating so much dirt yeah. that he died.
1: Yeah. Or did he shove a bunch of dirt... Uh, did the magician shove a bunch of dirt in that guy's mouth after he killed him? Because we see... Midori sees that happen and is confused... Yeah. and tries to run away and the guy's like no you're my wife child
0: yeah. and then this kind of like movie producer comes out of nowhere and yeah, he just like, shows
1: up basically to get killed weird. i mean
0: yeah i mean he, he just says like oh i saw the show like I'm i'm a big like japanese producer uh for a filmmaker and uh, midori i saw you in the show and we need somebody like you to play our lead in our new movie yeah and if you do this you'll you'll be very comfortable and make a lot of money And the magician obviously is like, He's like no nope. midori's mine yep. she's going nowhere and he rips up the paper and then she tries to put back together the paper and then he puts her in a glass bottle
1: <laughs> before that though doesn't he like slam her head into a mirror
0: yeah yeah i do remember that mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it just gets from bad to worse for her, to be honest.
1: Uh, no, yeah, keeps... no, they, no, she just can't catch a break. It just, It's just bad shit happening to this girl for 45 minutes. It is just 45 minutes.
0: bad shit. And then the, the the parts that were towards the end, I, I think became the most contention uh, from people who were... Because, you know, I, I had some people who were... I, I put up a, a reel recently also about Subaki. Hmm. Uh and I had some people commenting on it. And the, the back and forths were actually... Uh, surprisingly uh, educational in a lot of ways because they were talking about the end of the show or end of the film and what it was trying to say. And a lot of them said, oh, you know, I actually liked uh, Shoto Tsubaki uh, quite a lot, but the ending, I just didn't really get or understand or they just kind of fucked it up at the end. And I think the ending was weird, but I... Sort of got it a little bit. So, so what do honest. you think happened? So I don't exactly know, and I'm, I'm not going to say that I do. But I, I I think so at the end, right, uh, the magician, uh, after like putting her in a bottle, she gets out of the bottle. The magician also goes on a crazy tirade and turns a bunch of people into like horror morphs. And yeah. then uh, they turns them back. And I, I don't really know. The, the ending is kind of weird in that respect. But then... The, the craziest scene to me, um, or one of them that didn't involve you know anything particularly gruesome, uh, was a scene where the magician and Midori are leaving the fairgrounds, and because yeah. the, the magician wants to go on like a, a world tour and like take Midori with him, and which she agrees to uh, begrudgingly after he ruined her dreams at being a film star. Yeah, uh, they leave. And they're, like, waving back at the people at the fairgrounds. And is like, oh, bye. Like, I hope we'll see each other again. And I'm like, why the fuck is she happy? Why the fuck is she, like, oh, I was I'll confused. miss them? What do you mean you'll miss them? What? They, they beat, ruined your
1: life. They kidnapped you and beat you and tormented you for years. And it's like, bye, that, everybody.
0: That was a disconnect that even Stockholm Syndrome could not satisfy as a, exactly. as a solution for me. Because that was right. just so ridiculous. And it ended up just getting more and more ridiculous with the magician and Midoriya being out. And the magician goes to like get something for them, like a, a food. And he gets stabbed. And then he's dead. And then Midoriya has to look for him. And then she keeps running over the same area over and over and over again. And you guys can't keeps find like him. Seeing the same scene, and then this like I, I feel like famous should be famous. Uh, scene of this just one dude sneezing happens like four times, and she's looking for him and she can't find him. And uh, then she uh, turns around and she's in like this weird like white purgatory esque kind of right. area, and there's like cherry blossoms everywhere, and she sees the entire fairgrounds, people, and the magician. They're all laughing at her, and she tries to smack them with like a stick. Yeah, and she, then tries, she like, ends to... up in a void, and then she just gives that absolute blood curdling scream at the very end of the sh- of the of the film and mm-hmm. then that's the end of the film right um so that's the ending and there there's just some stuff in there that i think For has to do with like the magician guy bending reality in some ways because why the fuck would she tell them that she was ha- like sorry to leave and that she wishes she would see them again there has to be some like ethereal stuff going on because the magician also uh, was able to while she was sleeping put her in kind of like an alternate reality where everything's perfect and she's with her mom and her dad and they're just having dinner so there there's some mental stuff going on there and yeah, i think kind of like I mean, a deep dive on my, on my
1: first surface level like there's a couple of different theories i had you could say mm-hmm. the, the i guess the default answer would everything like a lot of um face value people would probably say those in the camp of face value would be like is she just going insane just is mm-hmm. she realizing like hey is she trapped in her delusions where she thought she's actually going to finally escape? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was the whole mm-hmm. thing basically her like trying to say goodbye and trying right. to get away from these people. But then something went wrong and she's realizing, oh, I'm never free. What these people have done to me will ringer, l- linger, not ringer, linger. Ring. <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, um, the trauma that she's been put through and all the pain and suffering will linger for the rest of her life, and she'll never be free from it. Even if she breaks from the physical location, you know, is she tr- is she ever going to be free? Is she trapped? That's kind of what I got into it. Maybe that's a very heavy ano influence for me mm-hmm. because when I see white purgatories, all I think is my boy Shinji staring into ext- existential dread. Yes. so yes. got heavy ano vibes there. This predates yep, that. Pre- this predates Anno's um artsy period. So who knows but that's what i kind of was thinking it could be like a just like her losing it finally mm-hmm. because she throughout the film she made attempts to get out and she right. got closer and closer each time right maybe is this just her realizing she's she's so she's not actually getting out or you know the magician thing it's hard to say was he just a very abusive person who like stockholmed her into this relationship I don't know. Yes, because there was the reality bending stuff in there. What was that? Was it was it actually mystical? Was there mm-hmm. drugs involved? It was the turn of the mm-hmm. century. So who the fuck knows? You can draw a whole bunch of conclusions. Who knows? But oh, generally speaking, I didn't really get it. Yeah, I,
0: I think th- that is the main point of that too because I, I, I think we can have our theories and we can go back and forth on this for however long. But I also didn't just really get the ending either uh i, I mean I, there are a lot of things that let me pick up like oh okay you know maybe the fairgrounds people the, are all dead because the magician's dead and like, yeah. they're all like laughing at her and maybe the magician killed all of them oh and, yeah good point uh, good point he could have potentially and he died because he was killed by that thief or whatever that's I like that um one. so i mean they could be all be dead but, but then again like what is what does that mean like uh, what does that do Right, I feel like there's a lot of speculation to be had, but there's I feel like no concrete answer on no what exactly happened, and um, as somebody that uh, you know going back to our Evangelion episodes, isn't nice. exactly happy with unfinished endings. Uh, I ran weirdly enough when this ended, I I wasn't pissed off about how much I didn't understand about it. Really, if that makes any sense.
1: Well. Do you think the length played a factor in that emotion? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah you you're right.
0: That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. That's a very, very That's good thought point. just came
1: to me. Cause when you only invest 45 minutes and don't get a proper ending, it's not right as a abhorrent or it's not as like, you know, it's like a 26 let's say.
0: episode. Uh, yeah. Whole thing.
1: Yeah. But here's also a very good question. Mm-hmm. When this ended, did you care one way or the other? I think the whole
0: film is, is basically me looking at every scene and being like, Oh, poor girl. And that never changed Yeah, <laughs> throughout the entirety of it. It's just this girl's life, regardless of, you know, right. Uh, having some scenes that could be, um, in purgatory or in this right. realm or, or not. It, every scene just makes you feel worse and worse and worse for her. Uh, and it begins to be like physically horrible, and then it ends up being mentally horrible. Right. So there, I I, I guess it, it made me feel something in that respect. What What about you in that area?
1: Um, truthfully, it was ended. That I didn't care one way or the other because mm. it was just prolonged misery. Mm. I never thought there was a moment really. There's a tiny bit after she married the magician mm. where. Midori started getting more confidence, started fighting back for herself. That's right. That's right. I needed more scenes of Midori being happy. I didn't get enough of that because it's the give and take, the pull and release. That's where the drama comes in for me. A lot of the times with something with tonal whiplash, mm-hmm. the thing is this didn't have any tonal whiplash. This didn't have right. enough. It wasn't very dynamic. It was just misery, 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 misery. If if it was misery, hope, Misery, hope, hope, crushing misery. Mm. I would have loved it. I would have thought, you know, he could really do cool stuff with it. But honestly, there was never a point for me to perk up and go. And, you know, unfortunately, I didn't really really get to know Midori too well. She was just, you know, unfortunately, sometimes she, you know, she felt more like a prop than a character. And that was very Mm -hmm. sad to me Mm -hmm.
0: because now it's just watching
1: someone be horrible to, like, you know, a stock character for 45 minutes. If Midori had more oomph, like she was trying to get away, yeah, but I didn't, you know, if, you know, cut to a happy memory, you know what I mean? Cut to her actually having a good life before, you know, everything happened to her and, like, really wanting to get back home. Make it kind of like Mm -hmm. the Isekai thing, you know, where she's, like, really desperately trying to get home and going through all this hell to do so. Mm -hmm. There was ingredients here for something compelling, you know what I mean? Yes. But as it stands... We just got this gross, icky film that kind of was just so one note Yeah. that I didn't feel anything. I was just, I don't know if I'm going to forget it necessarily, but I was going, ew, more than anything. And that's when that's my only emotion. It's not a very lasting or impactful one. You know what I mean?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: If you, yeah. if you say Shoujo Tsubaki to me for the rest of my life, I'm just going to go, ugh. Yeah. It, and it's, that's not it, as interesting or fun or compelling as me going, oh, that fucking show, or that fucking show, you know? No. Right. So, right. It,
0: it, it, is, it is more of like a – for me, it's more of just like a, aw. Like, yeah. Aw, jeez. And more like, of an it, endurance test. You know what I mean? It wasn't it, even – at a point, it wasn't even about, you know, because I, I feel like it – all these scenes were made for a purpose, right? I I don't I don't think at the end of the day that it is made for shock and for that kind of stuff. I really don't think so. I I think it, it actually okay. has a purpose, but that purpose is is seems a bit buried by the end. But I I don't know. I think it all just ladders it back to, ladders back to experiencing childhood abuse in some yeah. form or another, and you know
1: figuring out how to live with that.
0: Yeah, no, the uh, thing trauma. is
1: though, I feel like, I don't know if, was there a point probably, but they didn't do a good job ex- telling you to convey what that point was. That's exactly it. Like I, I'm sh- it's, it's,
0: I'm sure there was, right. I, I feel like there had to be a point to all of this. Otherwise, like it, it would be so ridiculous to make this thing. So I, I feel like there has to be a point in, in maybe like it's related to childhood abuse or maybe it's related to, um, japan's historical uh, problems that it's had with itself or other asian yeah. countries in that field or there, there could be a lot of different there angles at it, there yeah but they but... didn't there they didn't supply enough no um content in that regard for us to really understand what enough they enough were that, trying no. to say like i don't really know what was being said you can make some arguments but at the end of the day after the film i don't really know what i got
1: I can tell you what I got right now, so let's get into our final thoughts here. Let's get into it. Um, I got nothing aside from that gross feeling. I really got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I stopped feeling bad for Midori very soon because you know, mm-hmm. I was taking out of I was taken out of the story, and I was very aware that I was watching a film. You know what I mean?
0: hmm
1: I wasn't being taken on a journey. I was watching images on a screen, either being still or animated, depending on right. the fucking second it was in. Right. Um, so I got to call this one bad. I got nothing mm-hmm. from this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it at all. Some animation moments were cool. Some visuals were striking in terms of how fucking grotesque they were. And some of the still images were very well drawn. But in terms of a the story, there wasn't enough to grab me. It was just all misery. Yeah. And I know I have my in- misery index where I joke all the time. How miserable does a show have to be till I give a shit? You have to have the other side of that coin. That's right. You know, when it's all misery, it just weighs you down. You need that crushing misery to accompany joy, optimism, happiness, drive, determination. You need that contrast between light and dark. This -hmm. just didn't have enough for that for me. Mm -hmm. Was there a point? Sure. But it wasn't conveyed to me in a way that I can fully digest. And if there was a point, wasn't enough to save the 45 minutes of nonsense I just sat through. You know?
0: Yeah. I, I think it kind of similarly I, I maybe have a little bit more sympathy for it, but I okay. I, I do think, um, that it's a it it's a it's a true shame because I I feel like w- it wanted to say something as I said yeah. but it, it, it I it couldn't really say it or it couldn't right. really flesh it out enough to make it clear or make it even um, under like extremely understandable for anybody right. day, beside, beyond like the themes of just abuse and trauma and all those things and I right I towards the end I I weirdly kind of lightened up a little bit on it I think the first half of it I was just like oh god like what am I doing <laughs> really um, okay then the second half I, I think I kind of all right you know what like I think there's something to this like I think the visuals swayed me in a way I think the art swayed me in a way okay um it's very artistically made and I I think there are there are maybe one or two merits towards it, especially okay. at the end. I think the end was very, very sad to the point where, like, I i mean, I feel like someone could cry at that end. I didn't exactly do that, but I feel like mm. someone could um, just seeing if they connect with that character in that way. Um, but I i am also going to jump on that wagon with you and say that it was bad, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, regardless of all that, because I, I think what I'm what I do, what I did with this. Film is rationalize a lot of things and try to like make sense of a lot of things when mm-hmm. um, they just didn't give me the tools to properly do right. that. Uh So I. So I can't were you call thinking it a
1: little bit of what the show mm-hmm. could have been versus what it actually was? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was that's more a very common mistake. Been. I've not, I've done it a million times myself. And, and more that's what, what, what they does. could have achieved. And yeah.
0: What they did do was just not enough. Just Unfortunately, not enough no. And to you know, consider it a great or good um, or
1: decent uh, well, thing. And I'm, I am know we usually say throw a comment in or whatever just to like to talk just to why not, but in this case, if you feel like you got this show and we're missing something, please write us and tell us what the point was or like what yeah. your interpretation of the yeah. point is, please, because I don't know. I was just grossed out and a little sad but not sad enough to care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: I get you. I get you. Well, so that's you know, where I stand
1: on Sojo Subaki. I mean, and
0: that's where we are. And uh, I, weirdly enough, I'm I'm happy we watched it because it it is
1: it it does have that string of like infamy. I feel like exactly. I'm I'm, I'm very glad for a historical and completionist perspective that we watched it. Um, never but would not recommend personally, it. but not personally. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I would definitely not <laughs> recommend it to anybody for sure. No, um, it would not it would not be on the tip of my tongue, or or the back of my tongue uh for anybody looking to get into uh a a decent film uh an anime film so right uh but yeah as as rob said if, if you enjoyed this or if you have big opinions on it write us you know where to find us uh but until then we'll, we'll talk about something a little bit happier next episode
1: <laughs> yeah we're gonna need to pick a little up a little bit after this i'm gonna i'm gonna chug a beer real quick so i can perk up a little bit um have a have a good day everybody um Don't get kidnapped by carnies. It's It's bad. bad wow oh my god what a rousing
0: podcast of anime conversation am i right my compares am i right my weebdom anywho uh yeah you can send us a message if you want did you like this podcast did you hate this podcast do you want to kill me do you want to drench me in actsour blood and watch me drink it that's fine just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or dm us on our instagram at bad pod all one word you can also find us on youtube as bad anime and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss simple equations podcast network